Turn in your Bibles, let's go to the New Testament, the book of John, chapter 2. One verse, and before I read it, let me wait until the pages stop turning, then I will read that verse, and before I read that verse, I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We're thankful, Lord, for... Uh, this day of Mother's Day and, and how special and close and near and dear that is to everyone's heart. And we're thanking you, Lord God, for the impact and influence uh, that mom has. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, John chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. His mother was there. If I would allow it, Mother's Day could be a very sad day for me because all of my life, just like with Jesus, and we'll see this, how his mother was there, same way for me. When I walked out of that door over there on Sunday morning, I would always look for one person in this sanctuary, my mom. That's who I always look for. Mom. Mom was always there. Mom was someone that it didn't matter how many people would speak against me, I always knew that mom would speak up for her son and for all of her kids, especially for the firstborn because I was the one nearest and dearest to her heart. <laughs> and the other siblings don't think that's true, but deep down they know. My grandfather went to see me play one basketball game. And Grandpa Warren was there. We, we played at Summersville. I think I scored 20-some-odd points that night. And from the free throw line, I went eight for eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had it going on. <laughs> and um, at the, at, we was going home, and Mom told, uh, asked Grandpa, well, Warren, uh, what do you think about Mark scoring all them points? Well, that was fun. Well, what about when he was at the free throw line? And my grandpa didn't know nothing about basketball, nothing, zero, nothing. Well, what about when he was at the free throw line when he shot eight in a row and didn't miss? And grandpa's response was, well, he should have made him. Nobody was gardening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But mom was always there for me, always speaking up for me. Bible says we've already read in John 2 that the mother of Jesus was there. In Acts chapter 1, we see the same thing. Now the mother of Jesus was there. In John 19, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. In Matthew chapter 2 verse 11, they saw the young child Jesus with Mary, his mother. Mark chapter 3, Jesus said, Behold my mother and my brethren. And what has always astounded me, at the cross of Jesus Christ, with him paying the sin debt for every person that ever lived, Jesus' second statement was about his mom. 
dying for the sins of humanity. And Jesus takes time to mention his mother. The entire Bible was flowing into that one event, the cross. Everything we'll ever know about God and be able to enjoy for a billion, billion, billion years happened at the cross, and Jesus took time to mention his mom. Young people, don't you dare backtalk your mom. That is the height of disrespect. The Bible talks about honoring your mom and dad. P.S. It's the only of the ten of the ten uh, uh, commandments, not suggestions, but the ten commandments that comes with a postscript, and it is this: P.S. Honor your mom and dad. P.S. That your days may be long upon the earth. And P.S. P.S. To that is because they can take you out. There's not a person here should disrespect your mom. Yeah, but my mom did this. No, 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 no. The Bible don't make any qualifiers about it. It said we're to respect our mom. In the middle of Jesus doing the will of God, his mother was there. The best way for me to honor my mom is for me to do the will of God. The best way for you to honor your mom is for you to do the will of God. If there are people here that have not been water baptized and as a believer, every person here should be, when you get water baptized, it will be an honor to your mom. A flower once a year is not enough for you to honor mom. Taking her out in a meal once a year is not enough to honor mom. Sending her a card once a year is not enough to honor mom. Honor your mom every day by doing the will of God. My mom was the cook, the maid, the teacher, the doctor, the preacher, the judge, the jury, and the executioner. She didn't even relegate that to my dad. I've seen them sisters of mine talk dad out of, oh, come on, dad. No, no. Well, okay. They didn't try that on mom. <laughs> when me and Greg had done something wrong and it was time for us to get a whipping, my mom would say, come here, Mark. And it wasn't one of these things that you see in Walmart, and I just hate that. Every time I go to Walmart, it's the same scenario, and it's not the same family. It's always a different family, but it's the same scenario. Come on, Lord Johnny, you get over here. Yeah, I'll do what I want to do, and he runs off the aisle. That's totally foreign to me. When I knew it was judgment day at, at the shell house and mom said, Mark, come here, I didn't run off to the other room. I bowed my head. I knew what the, the, the deal was because she'd always grab me by the wrist. And then she'd grab me by the wrist and then she'd start spanking me. Sometimes with a belt. 
don't tell anybody. And me with her with me around the wrist and just take off. And it was just a big circle all the way around. <laughs> and I'd get into where I was about as tall as she was. And she was not going to get the best of me. And I would just hold out and hold out and hold out. And now it's like fire on a certain part of my anatomy. And it was just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> And then she'd stop whipping me. <laughs> That's all what it was about. She was going to, she wasn't going to break my will. She's going to bend my will to how she wanted this to happen. And the whole time, my brother cowering in the corner already just. <laughs> Mom would say, come here, Greg. Bam, bam. <laughs> Looks like I would have learned that, but I never did. The first time I ever heard that God loved me, I understood that immediately. Because the reason I understood it, because my mom loved me. It wasn't hard for me to get my mind wrapped around that, that God in heaven loved me. I knew that my mom loved me. I learned that way a long time ago as a little bitty kid. Jeremiah chapter 31, God has loved me with an everlasting love. Before there was the Rocky Mountains, before there was Lake Michigan, before there was a continent called North America, before there was anything, God was already loving me. Everlasting love, that's what it says. God loved me before I was ever born. Well, now how's that? Moms, you did the same thing. You started painting that room up. You start buying them pampers. That's a, such a better deal than them throw them deals. I mean, throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> you know, not scrub it out. And <laughs> Woo. Romans chapter eight. Listen to what Paul writes. We're talking about. It's easy to understand the love of God when you had a mom that loved you. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. In all these things we are more than conquerors through Jesus that loved us. For I am persuaded, love that word, I am persuaded, I am persuaded, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, not height, not depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It was easy for me. To understand that because my mom loved me. My mom loved me. Ask Jonah being in the belly of the whale if that separated him from God. Jonah would tell you it did not separate me from God. Ask King David if that terrible sin with Bathsheba separated him from the love of God and he would tell you it did not 
separate me from the love of God. As Simon Peter, if cursing and denying Jesus Christ separated him from the love of God, he would tell you it did not. As Paul the Apostle, if all the trouble that he had separated him from the love of God, he would say it did not. As John the Baptist, if being persecuted and having your head cut off, if that separated him from the love of God, he would tell you it did not. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you with ink the ocean fill, and were the sky a parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the whole contain the scroll, though stretched from sky to sky. All the time I was growing up, I never heard my mom complain. I never heard my mom talk about how tired she was. Now, I knew that teenage boys got tired, but I never gave it a thought that moms got tired. You know, she was always there, willing to do, willing to go the extra mile. I had the best mom ever. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome person. Our mother is no longer here. But today I rise up and call her blessed. Because of what she has instilled within me. John chapter 14 These are some of the most favored verses in all the Bible, probably next to Psalms chapter 23. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas, one of the disciples, said, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. I can rest with assurance knowing that my mom's in heaven because she trusted Jesus Christ. I've heard people say, oh, you know, that faith stuff, it's just too emotional. Can I turn that record over and play the other side? I've seen doubt be real emotional. I've preached funerals to where people were just kind of uncertain and didn't really know about mom or dad or a loved one. I've seen doubt be real emotional. Thank God that I have that assurance knowing that my mom's in heaven. She was a great person, but that's not why she's in heaven. She trusted Jesus Christ as her Savior. That's why she's in heaven. How many knows who John Newton is? He wrote a famous song. Anybody? John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. But before that, John Newton was a wayward young man. And John Newton said the last time he ever saw his mother was he walked into the room 
into the, his mom and dad's house, and his mom was washing clothes, and where he walked in, her back was to him, and as she's washing clothes, she heard, he heard his mom pray, oh Lord, save my son John. That's the last thing he ever heard his mom say was a prayer for him. John Newton went on to buy, to work, and eventually buy his own slave trading boat. Alex Haley in the movie Roots, Kunta Kinte, Kunta Kinte came to America on board John Newton's slave boat. That is a historical fact. John Newton was known as that wicked man. John Newton walked with a limp all of his life, and the reason why, they were in a terrible storm out at sea, and all the crew was, was, was falling on their face, asking God to help them, and Newton was standing there with his fist upraised, clenched, and breathing out every type of obscenity to God. And he got thrown overboard. And the crew took a whaling spear or a harpoon and harpooned him in the thigh and drug him up that boat. He walked with a limp the rest of his life. That one prayer of his mom always staying with him. That one prayer penetrating that wicked man's heart. Oh God, save my son John. And John Newton was eventually born again and wrote that great song, and he knew what he was talking about, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That man would lead another man to Jesus by the name of Thomas Scott, who would win thousands of people to Jesus. One of them influenced, the people that he influenced was a man by the name of William Cowper. And William Cowper wrote one of the most fantastic songs, There is a Fountain. How many wants to sing that with me? There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Newton was born again. Scott was born again. Cowper was born again. And it all began with one mom washing her clothes, praying, oh, Lord, save my son John. It's incredible what one mom can do. Incredible. Thank God for my mom. My mom was always there. I'm thankful for the love and the fortitude that she has put within my heart. Father, we ask and pray this day on this special day of Mother's Day. And God, I believe it is right for this church to take one Sunday a year and honor mom. And I'm thankful, dear God, for this day. Thankful for the moms that are here in this auditorium. I ask and pray, God, your hand 
and your blessing upon them in a wonderful, wonderful way. In Jesus' name, amen. I want, before we sing, I want all the moms, I want you to come up on the platform. All the moms. Come on, moms. I don't know how many moms are in churches today in Wayne County, but uh, there's not a finer bunch of mom in all of this county than the bunch that's right here before you today. said on the outset of this that uh, I could allow Mother's Day to be a sad day for me, but I refuse that because of so many good times and so many good things and because of the mom that I had. I'm just not going to let Mother's Day be a sad day for me. I'm thankful every day. <sighs> thankful every day for my mom. Amen. And I do miss her. But Billy Graham's right. The more, the older you get, the more people that you've trusted Jesus that's on the other side, and the sweeter heaven becomes. And that's how it is. That's how it is. Church, give it up one more time for all these ladies. Thank you, girls. Thank you. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.